0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amad, a Maseches is Baruch, Yud Gimel Amut We're going to begin the second-to-last line on Yud Gimel Amut Aleph. We're going to have three sections today. First, we're going to talk very, actually, Halacha stuff here. But first, we're going to talk about which parts of Kriya you have to have Kavana for it to be yotz of the Mitzvah. Then we're going to talk about certain assorted halachas, about the recitation of Shema. And at the end, we'll get back to that machlokas in the Mishnah, Re-mayr and Re-bihuda, where you're allowed to make interruptions within Krishma and its brachas, and it's tushitas regarding what reasons, and we'll get to that later. So let's get started here. Taner on the second to last line on the page. Yud Gimbal Medalif, 13.8, the second to last line. So we're going to have now four braisos, if I remember correctly, four braisos with different shittas as to which parts of Shema do we have to have kavana in in order to be yaitze. So says the braissos. Now we're going to have two versions of this. Amoro is going to follow. We'll see. Vahayu. Pasuk says Vahayu. It says Vahayu adivarim ha'ela and Krishma. So Vahayu teaches us, lemafre. Vahayu, like we said yesterday in the Chachamim, teaches us that you're not allowed to read Krishna out of order. It means you can't read Vahayah before Veohafto. You have to read it in the particular order. Vahayu means as it is. Now, Hadvarim al It says, the words should be on your heart. On your heart connotes Kavana, meaning you should have Kavana while you're reading it. Yachol teheikol parsha kavana. So you might think the entire parsha requires kavana. Means you might think the entire first parsha. Let's just focus in on that of the hafta requires kavana from Shema till the end of hafta. So Talmud Leimer. Therefore, the pasuk says ha'elat. Well, ela is a limitation. These means there's a specific limitation. So what does it mean? Until here, Rashi learns until the words al That's how Rashi learns. Till the words al you have to be mechavan. Beyond that, you don't even have to have the whole kavana in the first parsha. Till al levavecha, you have to have kavana. Beyond that, you do not have to have kavana. Tosfos learns differently. One second, Tosfos learns ad bechol meodecha. It has to be until bechol meodecha because the first two psukim talk about yichud Hashem, meaning making Hashem one, loving Him and fearing Him. So that's that element requires kavana beyond that. Does not though. So according to this Tanor Bliazor, whichever Rishon you go with, you don't need to have full kavanah. You don't have, need to have Kavana in the full first parsha even till aliv avecha or tel meodecha. But not even the full first parsha. Just till, oh, al- till I'll, Shema, I'll, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Kena, Shema, Chad, they have to until the words Al-Livavecha. Very limited preceding amount. Al- yeah. Pre- prece- preceding. till including Ul-Khair until so Al-Livavecha. Al- proceeding, Al-Vechcha pertains to pro, not proceeding it. Why proceeding? Oh, oh, it sounds like proceeding. It's Adva'ad Bechla, I just assume. Yeah. Meaning it means until here. Means these words should be on your heart. Means until here, you have to have Al-Livavecha. It has to be the Ka'bah. The Shema, the first passage. Shema, and then the first sentence of, of um, Rabbi Vav. Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says back to Eliezer, but the Pasuk says, 20, it says in the next verse, so the Pasuk says that I am commanding you on, on your hearts, meaning to have kavanah. So the way Tosis understands the question is, if really it meant only until here, but not moving on, you also have to have kavanah, so then the Pasuk should have said, asher tzi which is the past, that I commanded you. This is taking the pasuk a little bit out of context, but the way we're understanding it, it should have said, "Until here, I've commanded you." I'm commanding you implies beyond this, you also have to have kavana. So therefore, Vyakiva argues, and kavana. The entire first parsha requires kavana. So again, even he doesn't require all three parshiyos to have kavana. Just via hafta shaman via hafta. So in this first version, Rabbi Barbachana quotes, based on this machlokus. we on the like Rabbi Akiva, the first parsha requires kavana, full first parsha. Now there's another version what Rabbi Yochanan was passing from, which is based on a second b'raisa. Detanya. The, the b'raisa teaches like this. Someone that reads shema has to have kavana. Now this first Tanakama, whoever it is, he doesn't say which parts. The assumption here is for the first and second partios of Kriya Shema. That's what Rishonim learned. So it means you would have to have Kavana for vahafta Shma vahafta V'ahaya. Rabbi Acha, Mishim Rabi Mer, Omer, Kivan Shech, Kivan by Beperach Rishon, shuvei noitzarach So Rabbi Acha, and the name of Rabbi Huda says if you had Kavana during vahafta you don't need Kavana beyond that. You don't have to have Kavana for V'ahaya as well. So, on this, he was commenting, this is the second version. Halacha Karabi Yachesh Amr Bishim Rabbi Yehuda, that halacha is as follows the second sheet of Acham and Reb Yehuda. Now, in both ways, it comes out the same halacha, which is we have to have Kavan according to Reb of Rachana Amr Reb Yehuda in the first parsha of Sheman Be'ah Yeah. Is there an exact definition of Kavanah? If you know what the words mean, is that Kavanah? I mean, I don't know what Kavanah is. That's a very good question. And we learned above the gemara tried to prove that you see mitzvah srikhas kavana we said actually you don't need kavana all you need is at least an earlier gemara we said you just need kavana you need to read the words properly i know what they mean oh so i don't know necessarily know what they mean there's different levels of kavana but there needs to be some basic level of focus and understanding of what you're doing. Whether you need to have kavanah, that you're being yotze the mitzvah, that's generally what the concept of the mitzvah, kavana is, oh. seems like you don't actually need. What we're saying is at least in the recitation there has to be this basic level of kavanah the reason the Gemara said that earlier is because there is a shita in Maseches Rosh Hashanah. Rabbah says, If you blow a, a shofar and a and you're just trying to make music, you had no intention for the mitzvah, you are Yaitzah because Rabbah says, Mitzvah's kavana. So it seems to be when we're saying it's, you, you need kavana, meaning basic level. You, need... No, no, so not even that. That's no. the point. Meaning Rabbah says you don't even need no, that. You're right, you're right. You just have to make the right sounds and in the context of Krishna, read the words properly, seemingly. Right. Okay, so according to the first sheet, of the first Pesach here, Rabbi Yochanan, and the first two brisos, you need to have kavana for the first parsha. Tanya idach. Now you have a third Bresa. The pasuk says Again, it says it should be in its way. What does it mean? Again, sholayikar le'mafrei. You shouldn't read it out of order. Don't read Kriyish out of order. Now again, What is Kavana. What is that teaching you? So Rabbi Zutra adkan mitvus kavana. Now, the way that Rashi learns is like this. Rabbi Zutra says, until here, meaning the first parsha, there has to be kavana. And the assumption here is, you only need kavana. You don't actually have to read the words. That's the way we're assuming Rabbi Zutra means to say. You think the words of Kriyashma, of Hafta And Mikan Ve'elach, for the second parsha, mitzvah, mitzvah, mitzvah Kriya, there's a mitzvah to read. Seemingly only to read, but you don't have to have kavana. Now, this is a bit of a difficult sheet, we'll see in the Gemara what the pshat is. That's Rabbi Zutra. Rabbi Yoshia, Rabbi Yoshia argues, and he says, Adkan kan kriya, meaning vihafta requires kriya, seemingly and not kavana. Mikan ve'elach for v'ahaya, mitzvahs kavana, seemingly you need kavana, but you don't need to read it. So the Gemara now focuses back on Rav Zutra. Rav Zutra seemed to say, v'ahavta requires kavana, seemingly, but you don't actually have to read it, and v'ahaya requires reading, but you don't need kavana. So says the Gemara, ma'ishna mikan Kriya. Why is it that Vahaya would require kriya reading? So the Gemara says logical because in Vahaya what does it say? It says to speak them. Lachira what is does speaking means? Reading that parsha. That's why you have to read it. But Hachanami in Vahafta also v- Haksiv says you shall speak regarding those words. So Lachira if the same pasuk in Vahaya requires kriya, Vahafta should also require kriya. Why are you saying Kavanah without kriya in Vahafta Rizutra? So the Gemara says, You have to interpret Rabbi Zutta's opinion as follows: Ad ve'kriya, meaning you need both. Ve'ahafte requires reading, but you also have to have You have to have both ideas together. from kriya kavana. You only need to read it, but you don't have to be mechavan. You don't have to have the kavana at the same time. But does the whole kavana not for the sake of doing the mitzvah? If you really understand the words, at the bottom, it's always going to be. Not necessarily, not necessarily. We brought raya because there's a case of a sofer where he's reading it to correct it. He's mumbling. He's not necessarily reading it properly. You wouldn't be yitz, actually. Says the Gemara Umayshna ad can mitzvahs kavanah But wait a second. Okay. But why is it that in vahafta you're saying you require kavana and kriya tichsiv because it says Alevevecha and V'dibar So So Alevevecha and V'hafda teaches us you have to have kavana when you read V'hafda. V'dibar teaches us you have to read the words. Okay, that's beautiful. But hasam Nami and vahaya as well Haqsiv Alevevechem. It says Alevevechem, which should lechore imply you need kavana and l'daber bam. It also says l'daber bam that you should have to read it as well. So they should both require kriya and kavana. So if Alevevecha and V'hafda necessitates kavana in the first chapter. So then why doesn't Allah in the second chapter necessitate Kavana as well? So the Gemara answers Allah Vavhem in the second chapter does not teach us that you need kavanah. Rather, it's for a different drasha. What does it teach us? It teaches us that Allah Rabbi'zq the umr, because Rabbizrakh says in the parsha of haftah it says, this sam tam ela aila Allivachem place these words on your heart, and what does that teach us? That tefillin needs to be placed on your heart. It's not placed on your heart, but what does it mean? That it has to be placed opposite the heart, which is why tefillin shebiad, your hand tefillin, are put on the bicep opposite your chest, opposite your heart. So that's what Allah levavchem in Vehaya teaches us, but you don't need kavano when you read v'hoya, you only need to read it, there's only mitzvah of kriya. So we've explained the position of Rabbi Zutra. Now let's move on to the other opinion, Rabbi Yoshia. Omar Mar, so in the bride, so the third bride, Serb Yoshia, Serb Yoshia, Omer, Ad Kant Mitzvah's Kriya, that the Ahavta seemingly only needs to be read, you don't need kavana. Mikan ve'elach Mitzvah's kavana, And Ve'oya requires just kavana. seemingly, I know Kriya. Says the Gemara again, similar Shakhla Vitaria. Ma'yishno Mikan Ve'elech Mitzvah's kavana. why is it that there has to be kavana in Ve'oya, Mishum D'chisiv Alev Avchem, because it says Alev Avchem in Ve'oya. Ha'chanami, but in also, Ha'ksiv Alev Avecha, it also uses the same terminology, so Gemara says, oh, okay, khina, this is what Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshia means to say. Adkan mitzvah's kriya, ve kavana. requires Kriya and Kavana. It means they both agree about vihafta, that it requires kriya and kavana. Mikan but kavana kriya. It only requires kavana without kriya. So it comes that that's the point of argument, is that according to Rabbi Zutra, you need to read the second parsha, you don't need kavana. <laughs> according to Rabbi Yoshia, you have to have kavana. You just think the words as long as you don't have to read them. Says the Gemara, but okay, but why is that? Umaishna Adkan Why is it that Vihavta requires both elements? because it says which necessitates Kavana, and it says Bum, which is to read it. Hasamnami, but in as well, and it also says Ladaber Bum. It emphasizes you need to speak it as well. So why would Rabbi Yoshia then not require reading the words of V'hoya as well? Gemara says he uses L'daber Bum for a different drasha, hahu divre that is talking about teaching and speaking words of Torah. Ladaber Bum is not talking about. Kriya reading the words of Vahaya, saying there's a mitzvah to read over learning Torah. Rahman, yeah. what the Torah is telling us is agmiru Torah. You talk about from the mother's milk. Teach your children Torah kihechi de in order that they'll be fluent and always talking about it. That's what we teach our children from from the breast. That's what we teach. Them, I don't know what they're teaching, but that's what says the Gemara, that's what Leda bam. that's what it's referring to. Pasuk Leda bam is teaching us that we should teach our children Torah so it becomes fluent in their mouths. And that's why Vahaya does not require Mitzvah's Kriya, just Mitzvah's kavana. Very interesting Shittah so far. Okay. Tzad banan. Now let's go on to a fourth B'raisa. And this B'raisa teaches us the most lenient of all the Shittahs. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad kavana That's all that requires Kavana. The first pasuk, that's the position of Reb Meir. halacha Meir. He says the halacha is like Rabbi Meir, so he's the most lenient of the shitas here. You don't. What's that? Only the first pasuk requires Kavana, The rest of it does not. Now we're moving on to the next section. A series of sakim of regarding. Reading Kriyashma and the recitation of it. Tanya Simcha Saimur Simcha says, Famous Gemara, anybody that extends the word echad, ma'arikh in lo yamav, his days will be extended vishnaysev in his years. The word echad. So it's, is it on dalad or on ah, like so, but it has to be the dalad that's extended. So for Ashkenazim, it's very hard because Dalit can't really be extended. It's a, it's a very finite letter. But if you say echath, like the temanim, and some svardim, makes a little more sense how hey, you could extend a chath. A chath. It's like a th sound almost. But for us, with a dalet, it's a D. It's very difficult to uh, extend. <laughs> you could say a chath. Oh, a but then you're saying... <laughs> yeah, okay, say something like that. Nope. You get you get harichas yomer. Ah, no. And the Gemara says Amar Avashi yachtov <laughs> So you have to be careful. This is how Rashi learns. Yachtov can mean grab, but that's not what Rashi learns. Rashi learns as long as you don't pronounce the ches like a shva, meaning you have to make sure you make a kkomatz under the ches, a chod, not a chid. Meaning if you're so focused on extending the Dalit, you might forget the ches. No, ex- pronounce the ches properly. A chod, not a chid. They're not making it pronounced wrong too. Rabbi Yirmiyah had Yosef come to Rabbi Chia Abba. Rabbi Yirmiyah was sitting. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba chazidahava ma'arich So we saw Rabbi Chia Abba was a, or, or I guess Rabbi Chia Abba saw Rabbi Yirmiyah was extending the. I don't know which way it goes, but either way, chazidahava ma'arich tuva. He saw that he was extending kriyishma very much. He was extending the the, the pronunciation. The really Malai said to him, "Kiven de'amlich de l'mala ulomato la'arburuchas Hashemayim. Once you've been mamlech Hashem, you coronated Hashem above and below, meaning in your mind and the four directions of the heavens. So let's ruchas. You don't need to do any more. More than that means the ma'arichin. It, it's all important, but you don't need to do beyond. You don't need to do overkill. That's not necessary. Amrav Natsan bar Mar Ukva. Amrav Yehuda. Aleve avecha be'amida. Now this is a very vague drasha, but it seems to be saying like this: When you say the words Aleve avecha, you should be standing still. So the Gemara says What would that mean? Why do you have to stand still when you say Aleve avecha? So elo, what it means to say is like this: Ema ad be'amidah. Means we know he in like beis hillel that you could say Kriyashma in any posture standing sitting and even walking, so says says the gemara what he meant to say was until al you should be standing still, you shouldn't be walking, but mikan beyond that point lo you could you could continue to walk but until al you should be standing still why is so he should have proper kavana, Rabbi Yochanan parsha kula Rabbi says no the entire first parsha meaning all of the hafta requires standing still. And Rabbi Yochanan is going in accordance with the Shita above. Because he passed in the above, the hafta all requires Kavana so it makes sense you'd have to stand still, think about what you're doing in order to be Yotze the mitzvah properly. And so walking, and then he stopped, and it was the whole partial. That's it, is. it seems to be. Yeah, it wasn't just the Shema and kept on going. It and then you know, yeah. yeah. let's continue. So the first pasuk of Kriya Shema Zok this was the Kriya mother that Rabbi used to do. Rabbi was on a called Tarase Umanusa, which meant that Torah was his entire essence, his business, everything that he did. And therefore, he was the Yaitsev only by saying, kriyishma Yisrael Hashem Malokinu Hashem Akhad, And the Gemara tells us a story about this. Rav, Rav said to Rabbi did, I never saw he was giving Shiurim. He would start a Shiurim seemingly before this man. And I never saw his Shiurim would extend beyond this man. I never saw that he would say Kriyushma. So how can you say he used to say Shema Yisra? I not see him do that. So Amale um, Rabbi said back to Rav, Bar pachti, means the son of great ones, referring to Ravana respectful way, when he used to pass his hand over his face, which is the mikar that we do that actually, cover our eyes, means he would do it very quickly. Because he only said one pasuk, so he was wiping his face or something, he wouldn't do it in a overt sort of way, and he would say quickly, (laughs) Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Now the Gemara says, there's a machloikis, choyzer (laughs) v'goimra, eno v'goimra. After this month, so he would finish the Shir, all the Talmidim would get up, would he then finish kriya afterwards or not? Now it seems to be it was beyond the time. (laughs) Just machloikis, bar kapara oimer, eno choyzer v'goimra. He says he would not finish it. (laughs) Rabbi Shimon bereb, Reb Shimon the son of Rebbe, so you know I think you would know his father's Psakim, but he, he said he would actually finish it after the Shir. So Amali Bakapar, the Rabbi Ribbakapar said to Shibishimba Rebbe, I'll prove to you my position that he wouldn't finish it after. Because Bishlam It's understandable according to me, to Amina that he would not say the rest of Krishma after, because Ashmaite the Isba He would always try to find some Teaching that was associated with Yetzias Mitzrayim. Maybe Why? You know. Seemingly, so he could be Yoitzid <laughs> the Mitzvah being Maskir Mitzrayim. So that makes sense according to me that he wouldn't say it after. Amrit <laughs> But according to you, that he would repeat it after. <laughs> Why would he say it? Why would he try to find something to talk about Yetzias Mitzrayim in Shir? So Roshimba Rebbe says back, no, really, it could be he was Yetzias Mitzrayim, but he just wanted to say it in its proper time. So he knew the Zman sh- was going to be over, so he would do it within the Shir as well. Let's move on. If a person said the first pasach of Kriyashma with a clear mind, with kavana properly, and then in Oynas of Shina, Shina means he got was very tired, so he said the rest of it drowsy, not with great focus. And Rav Nachman actually said to his servant named Daro, he said, I guess when he was tired, he said, look, if it's the first puzzle and you see that I'm spacing out while I'm saying it, bother me so I make sure I say it with kavana. but beyond that, loy You don't have to bother me. It means if I'm saying it half baked without such focus, it's okay. Amr um, the what did he used to do? So he said Rabba, my father, the first buzzuk, he would put a lot of energy into. the rest of it he would not uh, put such energy into, it wasn't as important. Now, Umar Yosef, in, in a similar vein about pronouncing, how to say it. Rabbi Yosef said, "Paraktin Krishma. A person should not say kriyishma while he's lying on his back. It's disrespectful. You're being mikabo ol So to lie on your back and say kriyishma is disrespectful says the Gemara, but that implies that you're not supposed to read Shema that way. But it implies that if you're, you're sleeping, you could sleep on your back. But we know that that's not true. But Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi used to curse somebody that slept on his back. So Rashi explains over here, because if a person sleeps on his back, he might get an erection and that would be embarrassing. So therefore, it's a it's a, it's a Inappropriate thing to do, but the mashamos, they are only not allowed to read Kriyushma that way, implies that you could sleep that way. Amir the Gemara says, no, no, you're not allowed to sleep that way either. But the degree of correction is the focal point. Migna ki matzli shapir dummy. In terms of sleeping, as long as you're not sleeping mamish on your back, it's acceptable. You just tilt to the side slightly, that's also considered acceptable. But mikra regarding kriyashma, afagav matsli, even if you just tilt slightly, nami asr, it's still prohibited. It means you actually have to turn fully or sit up, something that's a more respectful position, then that would be acceptable, says the Gemara v'arab yoichan and matzli Rabbi Yochanan would only tilt slightly and read Kriya Shani Rabbi Yochanan haya. Very interesting. Rabbi Yochanan was very heavy. So for him to turn entirely on his side would have been very difficult. So for him, he was allowed to read it tilting slightly, and that was still acceptable. All right, let's move on to the third and final section now. We had this in the Mishnah. Now, we said a machleikist in the Mishnah during the Prokim, which is between the chapters of Shema and the Brachas, and Ba'emtza, and in the middle of the Brachas and the chapters, are you allowed to interrupt, and for what reasons? Reason. So let's go through now. Rameyer sheet and Rabbi we will clarify, and we'll see a bris that supports the clarification. So, so let's just remember. Rameyer said, "Beprokim shoyel ha covered ume meaning. In the natural breaks, you're allowed to initiate, asking someone how they're doing, saying Shalom, and you're also allowed to respond, which we assumed meant you're also allowed to respond, Mepnei And Ba'emtzah, Reb Meir, said, if it's in middle of the chapters, mm-hmm. Shoyal Mipne Hayira, which is a higher level, a higher reason to, d- to interrupt, Umeishiv. Now the Gemara is going to try to figure out what exactly is yeah, this position of Reb Meir. So let's focus on the first part. Oh. Ubeprakim Shoyal Mepnei you're allowed to uh, say hello because of honor we're going to see like if someone's revis walks by so the gemara says machmas what does it mean you're allowed to respond now responding it's easier to say you could respond than to initiate so says the gemara if it means you could also respond because of Kavod shoyel if you're allowed to initiate because of Kavod boya it's not necessary to say you could respond because it's more natural you should be allowed to respond it must be must be a mayor holds is you're allowed to initiate but between the break, the breaks, out of kavod, and you're allowed to say to respond to any person a But look at the end of Remeir's words. Again, he says if it's in the middle of the paragraphs, not in the natural breaks, you could only initiate because of yira, and you could respond. So the Gemara says again, what's the reason? To, what, what is the allowance of Meshev according to Remeir? If it again means because of yira, so again, if you're allowed to initiate, certainly you're allowed to respond. it must be that what it means is you're allowed to initiate because of yira, you're allowed to respond even for kavad. But then, Hainu Rabbi that's exactly the position of Rabbi Yehuda, who he argues on in the Mishnah. not as our Mishnah states But In the middle of the uh, in the middle of the paragraphs, you can initiate because of yira, um, and respond out of out of kavad. Over prokem, but if it's in between the, the natural breaks, you can ask in it, you can initiate because of kavod and respond to any person. So it would come out, there's no arguments. where it says, We have to amend the Mishnah, and it means as follows. Meaning, when it's biprochim holds, you're allowed to initiate or respond with yira. But add in the words, means it's not a Chiddush but he's just emphasizing you're allowed to do both and if it's ba'emta means in the middle of the paragraphs, so you're allowed to initiate as well as respond. But add in those words ain't lomar because it's not a chiddush. Actually, that's the position of a mayor Rabbi Yehuda Meir says that in the middle of the paragraphs you can initiate because of yira, respond because of kavad, turning to and if it's in in between in the, the chapters, meaning in the natural breaks, you're even allowed to be if it's covered initiate and you. Could respond to any person. the price that supports this reading of the Mishnah. Shema, Rabbi, Someone was reading Shema and he bumped into somebody who was his Rebbe or greater than him. Exactly like our reading in the Mishnah. If it's in the natural breaks, so you can either initiate or respond because of. Uh, Uba emtze, I'll just finish up here. Uba emtze, if it's in the middle of the paragraph, of So if it's in the middle of the paragraphs, not in the natural breaks, so then Yira is the reason to initiate or to respond. So he's more lenient. And if it's in the natural breaks, You can even respond to any person. And we'll finish off here. We'll stop here at the top of Yodad Amodalif. We'll pick up tomorrow with Yodad Amodalif. we we'll have a wonderful day.